Welcome back to another episode of District Divided. I'm your host, Amit Singh, and today we are talking exclusively about your Washington Wizards. Nothing but basketball today, folks. We've been talking a lot about football, but the NBA draft is tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So we're going to have a draft breakdown, and we're going to talk about free agency, which starts just two days later, Friday. This Friday, November 20th, free agency opens up, and then the NBA season starts December 22nd. So a very busy, busy month in pro basketball. So the Washington Wizards, let's begin with last year. Let's set up the context for you guys for the draft tonight and for free agency moving forward. Last year, the Wizards got the opportunity to play in the bubble in Orlando. They were like the last team to get invited based on the cutoff point in the NBA. And they left with the worst record amongst those bubble teams with a 25 and 47 overall record. It was a soul-sucking experience seeing them in that bubble. It was fun watching Thomas Bryant. It was fun watching Troy Brown Jr. and Rui for a little bit. But overall, that sucked for us. It was not a good experience at all. The only truly good thing that happened last year was seeing how amazing Bradley Beal played. He finished second in scoring that season, somehow did not make the all-star team, made no sense to me, but he averaged a whopping 30 and a half points per game, trailing only James Harden. Now, there was a pleasant surprise as well last season, and that was Davis Bertans, who came from San Antonio. He averaged 15.4 points per game and shot over 42% from three, but he is an unrestricted free agent ahead of this coming season. So this Friday, he could sign with anybody. We're going to get into his situation in a bit, but now let's set the stage for this coming season. The centerpiece of the franchise is Bradley Beal. He's only 27 years old. He's been with the franchise since 2012, and he is clearly the best player at this point. It used to be John Wall, who is back, but he hasn't played an NBA game in two years. When he's fully healthy, he is a dynamic point guard that distributes the ball, sets a fast tempo for the offense, gets to the rim. Great distributor, like I said. Everyone here loves John Wall, but it's Bradley Beal's team now, and that's going to be important moving forward. John Wall is now 30 years old, and Tommy Shepard recently came out and said he will no longer be playing heavy minutes. What does that mean? What are heavy minutes? Does that mean if we have four games and five nights that there's going to be an issue and he won't be able to play in a couple of those games? Maybe. Could it be that we're not going to see 40 plus minutes anymore? Maybe. We still need more clarification on what heavy minutes mean, but the the team is centered around those two guards, the house of guards. As it has been seen, since 2012. Last year's number nine overall pick was Rui Hachimura, and he finished third on the team in scoring with 13.5 points per game to go along with six rebounds per game. We are going to be looking for him to make a jump this coming season. 
Now, with the draft and free agency coming up, the question is simple. And it's always this question. What can we do to get better? What can we, the Washington Wizards, do to get better? Let's begin with the draft because A, it's tonight, and B, that's our opportunity for the biggest splash this offseason, giving our salary cap. I'm going to get into that in a bit as well. We have two picks. Picks 9 and 37. At pick 9, it is heavily rumored that our top choice would be power forward slash center Onyeka Okongwu from USC. He is a solid defensive player and is very versatile, displaying the ability to switch onto smaller players as well as staying on the bigs. His offensive game also displays versatility, playing with power around the rim, but he has touch from outside the paint, and he's capable of stretching the floor. He also shot 72% from the free throw line, which is not terrible for a big by any means. To me, he'd be a fantastic pick and fit for this team if he makes it to pick nine because recently his draft stock has been rising. I mean, it's been skyrocketing. Teams are falling in love with this guy, and there's a chance he goes as high as pick three to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, there was a report this morning that says he's actually dealing with a foot injury. And that could keep him out for some of the regular season once again starting December 22nd. That could actually be good news for the Wizards because if that scares any of these teams picking ahead of them off, then he could fall to the Wizards at pick nine. And the foot injury is not known to be serious. There would have to be a bit more digging there. But it sounds like it's just an injury, not a major one. So if the cost is simply losing him for a few games early on in his career, man, sign me up. Onyeka Okongwu would love that as our pick at pick nine. I think we should still go for him even with this foot injury. It does not derail my confidence in his abilities and his abilities to help us out this season at all. Now, if Okongwu is gone at nine... There are a number of options the Wizards can still look towards. There's Patrick Williams, small forward, power forward combo, and Devin Vassell, shooting guard, and they're both from Florida State. There's Precious Achiua, small forward, power forward from Memphis, whom the Wizards have had work out for the team as well. And they actually liked Precious, so definitely a possibility of pick nine. Maybe a bit more of a possibility if we were to trade down, and there are rumors of trading down and trading up not really going to get into that a whole lot. I'm just going to stick with pick nine. The one player that intrigues me the most, and this is if Okongwu is gone at nine, is guard forward combo Isaac Okoro from Auburn, who I'd mentioned last week. He has the potential to be an elite defender, folks. And this team, if you're following this team, you know this team needs defense badly. I mean badly. He's a very dynamic, quick, powerful player that can run the floor and is constantly switched on. This is the ultimate hustle guy. And it's not one of those sort of demeaning terms where it's like, oh, this guy hustles. He, you know, runs up and down the floor. It's great. It's not like me playing pickup basketball. This dude can ball. He is a beast. So he'd be a great pick at nine. He can switch to guard basically anybody. And while his offensive game and jumper could use a bit of work, and that's true, people know that, he has plenty of years to grow that part of his game, and playing with a point guard like John Wall, he's going to get looks. 
he'll get better. He brings that hustle and he continues the culture change that Tommy Shepard has been looking for since we moved on from former GM Ernie Grunfeld, his former mentor. Thankfully, Tommy's a bit different than him. Just had to slip that in there. Isaac Okoro, again, hustle, hard work. That was the Rui Hachimura pick. That was a big reason why we made that one as well. Just effort. We want to see more of that on the floor. And again, we need that defensive contribution badly. Isaac Okoro would bring that. Now, there's also a chance he isn't available. And that is where we could potentially go with a point guard. Because remember, Tommy Shepard said John Wall is no longer playing heavy minutes. And there seem to be concerns about his health. Now, he is fully healthy, but you just never know. Again, the guy hasn't played ball in two years. He's played some pickup games here and there. But for two years, who knows what's actually going to happen. So there are many point guards that are potentially available at pick nine. There's Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State. There's Kira Lewis from Alabama. And there's Killian Hayes out of the basketball Bundesliga. So that's in Germany. And then there's Cole Anthony from UNC. And who knows, maybe even LaMelo Ball somehow falls. Although he's rumored to be the number one pick. There are plenty of point guards. And one of them will surely be available at pick nine. The one that's most intriguing to me from that list, Killian Hayes. The guys that have played professionally overseas more recently provide intrigue and insane upside. See Luka Doncic. I'm not saying he's Luka Doncic, obviously, but a lot of these players that have some professional experience overseas tend to come in a bit more polished, a bit more NBA ready. I like the sound of that. I like the idea of that. And I like this as John Wall insurance. Hayes is a left-handed guard that models his game around James Harden. And what's not to love about that? Combine that with his ridiculous vision, guys, you should see his highlights, and his ability to thrive in a pick-and-roll offense, again, similar to one John Wall. And we could have ourselves a damn good player. He also shoots 91% from the line and 39% from three. And again, you pair that with his vision. What's not to love? The second round pick will be more likely based on need. So again, if we don't take a point guard in round one, maybe we look to take one in round two. The team also needs a rim protector. So we'll see what centers are available. But there's so much variability in the second round and so much movement. There's even talks of us buying a second round pick. I'm not going to get into any specific names given the high variability of it. But Tommy Shepard has been vocal about his belief in our player development system. So whomever he takes, expected to be a raw talent guy at a position of need and expect that his belief is that we can develop that player into something special. If we don't take a point guard round one, look for us to take one in round two. If we do take a point guard round one, look more at the center, maybe power forward region and a more defensive minded player in round two. Now on to free agency. What can we do? It's really all about keeping Davis Bertans. As of right now, we're the favorite to sign him. And Tommy Shepard has come out multiple times and said that he is the priority for this team in free agency. And we also have bird rights on him. And for those of you unfamiliar with bird rights, this is named after Larry Bird, NBA legend. It basically means we can sign Davis Bertans to any contract we want, even if it goes over the salary cap. 
And a lot of other teams do not have that capability, right? So it makes us the favorites to keep him in terms of the money we can offer him. The Atlanta Hawks are the only other team that concern me in this regard. So it's really, to me, between the Hawks and between the Wizards. Indications point to us being the favorites. We'll see what happens. Okay, other teams would likely have to use the mid-level exception on Bertans, and meaning that would that would just be less money for him. So I don't think that's going to happen. Again, the Hawks are the only other team that can really offer him big money. We still got to see if they're willing to even do that. So the Wizards already have $103 million tied up in seven guaranteed contracts this far. And the soft salary cap is set at $109 million, with the luxury tax set at around $132 million, I want to say. Bertans would put us over the soft cap if we got him. And it really then only gives us the chance to get a rotational player. Maybe two, but probably one. What if we didn't sign Davis Bertans, though? Well, there are a couple options to me that stood out from the free agency list I was looking at. There's Jeremy Grant from Denver. He's a 3 and D guy, and he's developed considerably recently and could help fill the role if Bertans is gone. He's also been rumored in a potential sign-and-trade with Davis Bertans, so that could also help in the event we did lose him to Denver. We could just say, hey, Jeremy, come on this way and secure him that way. The other guy... Uh, who actually seems to be more affordable and we could just sign outright, even if we kept Bertans. Justin Holiday, the Indiana Pacers. He shot 40% from three off the bench for them and is a decent defender as well. And again, that price tag, we could use our mid-level exception on him, which means we could get him for $9.2 million a year or less. So we'll see what happens there. Lastly, we need a rim protector. The name that sort of popped out to me and to others is Jacopodal from San Antonio, though he is a restic- restricted, excuse me, restricted free agent. So San Antonio has the advantage there. Again, I would expect that rim protector probably round two in the draft if we did not take someone like Onyeka Kongu, who isn't necessarily a rim protector, but he is solid defensively. So that may fill the gap there. We'll see what happens. The NBA is always crazy. It's always silly season. All sorts of trades happen during the draft. Second round picks get bought. Random players get waived. It's just a really fun ride. If you haven't experienced an NBA draft before, once again, it's tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. And that's going to conclude this sort of preview for the Washington Wizards, the draft tonight. And once again, the top three names that I want at pick nine, if we were to stay there. Number one. Onyeka Okongwu from USC, number two, Isaac Okoro from Auburn, and number three, Killian Hayes, who's currently playing in the basketball Bundesliga out in Germany. I think any one of those three, I'd be thrilled, and I hope you would be too. And then in free agency, Jeremy Grant, Justin Holiday, names to look out for. But first and foremost, let's keep Davis Bertans. Oh, and of course, how could I forget to mention this? Russell Westbrook. That rumor came up yesterday. Shams broke that news. There is an idea that Russell Westbrook could be traded to the Washington Wizards, and we would have to give up John Wall and an asset. Maybe two. That is very intriguing. I love John Wall, and I'm not sure I love what Russell Westbrook. The thinking here has to be, if this did have 
you know, more legs to it. Then Chris Miller tweeted out where there's smoke, there's fire. So this was clearly discussed. I would say if you're genuinely worried that John Wall is not going to come back the same, you do this trade. Because you want to show your best player, Bradley Beal, and again, it's Bradley Beal, that you are in win-now mode because at 27 years of age, Bradley Beal is not here for a rebuild. He did his thing last year. He said he'd stick around, do his best, and he did. But we can't subject him to that anymore, and he will want to leave if we are not in win-now mode. So if you don't think Wall's ready, you almost have to make this trade. If you think Wall can be ready, and probably will be, I'd say don't make the trade. These two have chemistry together. And you can still improve with that first-round pick. And you can still improve by keeping Bertans. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it really is. Davis Bertans, could you imagine him playing with John Wall? Because that's what everybody else is doing. The dude shoots 57% from corner threes. <laughs> he basically shot 42.5% from three last year. This could be something special. There are a lot of really good teams in the Eastern Conference, but we could build something special, depending on how well this round one pick at pick nine goes. So once again, we'll see. The NBA, a lot of fun, and it's going to be a crazy month, crazy night, and then a crazy Friday. Once again, I'm your host, Amit Singh. This is District Divided. I'm going to put out another episode on Friday, reviewing the loss, the awful loss, my God, to the Detroit Lions and previewing the game against number one overall pick Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Friend of the show and author of GrindingTheMocks.com, Ben Robinson is back, and he will be my guest as he is from Cincinnati, is a Bengals fan, and he will give us a preview from their perspective of the Washington football team. He's going to get into the nitty-gritties of the Bengals, and we're going to talk about the draft a little bit, because at 2-7, and seven, how can you not... <laughs> We're going to talk about Justin Fields. We're going to talk about Trey Lance. We're going to talk about Zach Wilson. We're going to talk about these quarterbacks of the future of this coming draft and see if he thinks we should take any one of them or if we should punt and look at the following year. Once again, I'm your host, Amit Singh. If you like the podcast, follow it on Twitter and Instagram at District Divided. There's a Facebook page and group. Please like and join respectively for some fun discussion there. And it's only one man's time to shine. And for those of you who know, his name is Pauli Polo. I spent my whole damn life in the city. Anywhere I go, DC's coming with me. I spent my whole damn life in the city.